Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone. Hello to all our amazing friends around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we're exploring the topic of angels. Who are they to you? We know that a lot of people around the world believe in angels. Far more people believe in them than there are those who don't. Yet, as many people as there are maybe who believe in angels, how many people know that they are there with them? Probably all the time. Knowing that angels are with us in a direct experience of knowing, not a learned knowledge from what others may say. When we know that angels are with us, we intuitively know with certainty that they are, even if we can't explain how we know that it is so. Intuitive knowing goes beyond thinking, beyond belief. We simply know from direct inner experience of it being so. We're pretty sure that most of you listening to our show today have had some kind of experience yourself that gave you certainty that indeed there are angels who are with you and with others. Once you start to have some certainty that angels are with you in some fashion, what do they mean to you? What is so important to you about having a relationship with an angel or with a whole host of angels? What do angels do? What is their purpose for being with us? Is it different for each angel and each person? Some people may call any spiritual being that is not incarnated but is around them an angel. Others may call a beneficent spirit an angel. Others only refer to a spirit around them that protects them or looks over their welfare in some way as a guardian angel. Some may call their spirit guides angels whereas others would only call the spiritual beings that bring them healing of some sort angels. Then, some religions have various types of spiritual beings in the heavenly realms categorized into various types of angelic beings. Many of you may have heard of guardian angels, healing angels, archangels, cherubim, seraphim, and other types of classifications of angels according to their function and purpose. A whole hierarchy of angels, you might say. In our show today, we'll stick with discussing more about who and what angels are to and for each of us. In our next episode, Types of Angels, Now You See Them, Now You Don't, we'll explore more specifically the types of angels we might encounter, as well as what makes us see some angels, whereas we don't often see others, or what makes us see a particular angel sometimes and not at other times. So, who are these celestial beings to you and to each of us? What function do they have in relationship to us? Well, you know, often angels, people report that angels uh, greet them upon dying, 
<laughs> and of course, when they come back, uh, like I've done, <laughs> then you can talk about, oh yeah, I was met by an angel. But um, one of the uh, angelic, definitely angelic experience, well, actually, in each of my um, near-death experiences, either I was escorted out, out of my body, all the way to the destination by an angel, a big angel, or I was uh, encountered an angel, at, like in my second near-death experience. I encountered an angel when I was on uh, my way to the bigger city hospital on an ambulance, and I've told that story before, where I'm in the back of the ambulance being attended to by a young um Almost paramedic. <laughs> he he was going to have his uh, licensing exam the following week. <laughs> so it's it's really a fun thing that happens to both Rafiano and myself as we tend to get on first day on the job, uh, you know, trainees and whatnot, because we're easy. <laughs> we're easy on them. <laughs> Except uh, I wasn't uh, inadvertently be easy on him because. I flatlined, and he was about to shock me back when Angel beat me, beat him to it. Where the Angel I saw on my way out, as I was, as I went out, I went through a couple of different, what would you say, dimensions or levels of uh, experience. What people would call realities, but but it's just different levels of experience. And it started off in the physical world, except I was out of my body. So this is something that many people report when they have their out-of-body experiences. A lot of times they experience it as still being in the physical realm, except not physical. They could walk through walls, and I, I went through the ceiling of the uh, roof of the ambulance, and uh, in my astral body, well, actually more of an etheric astral body, and I looked the same as I would, you know, to you, uh, if you saw me in that body. Actually, I did. And <laughs> Raphael did from the car behind. <laughs> we had a great, well, I guess she didn't have such a great experience <laughs> seeing me leave because she knows what that means, right? If if your husband <laughs> is out of the body in the back of an ambulance and leaving the ambulance and going up, oh boy, guess what? You know, you don't really know if he's coming back or not. But uh, the angel <laughs> made sure. <laughs> I guess maybe Raphael hired that angel <laughs> to bring me back because once I was uh, out of the roof of, went out the roof of the uh, ambulance. And I'm looking around in the sky. It's a just absolutely stunning. You know, there's nothing like it. And beautiful then, day. it was a beautiful day to start with. But when you're out of the body and experiencing this so-called physical world, it's about, I don't know, a hundred times more alive, a hundred times more vivid. Everything is vibrating. And, and the colors are, you can't reproduce it with the highest definition, you know, computer screens and everything. It's so in incredible. But 
once I was there, I found myself going up. And that's our experience of going up in our vibration. But we interpret it in our mind, in our consciousness as, oh, we're going up upwards. Like a physical movement. Yeah, it's a physical movement. And I experienced it as a physical movement upwards until I'm moving high enough to where I switch dimensions out of this physical world and I'm in uh, kind of an in-between and then I go into a very celestial world. So I skip through those in-between astral levels where there's you know, there's levels on the astral where, where there's uh, trees and grass and rivers and mountains and, you know, all of the things that we have here, except on a totally different dimension. It's a different world. But I skipped through all that really quickly and ended up in the celestial range uh, realm where there are no uh, trees, there are no cars, there are no houses, there are no mountains. It's just say, energy, a certain kind of energy. And it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. But when I'm in this energy space, I'm surrounded by, well, confronted by uh, uh, five big beings, golden beings. They just look like golden mm, auras of light. And one of them comes down, steps down in her vibration. And as she steps down in her vibration, she starts to, she goes from being this golden, uh, what do you call it, elliptical, you know, like an aura shape, egg shape, being to someone you can describe in a physical, uh, with physical terms, even though she's not physical. And the how I saw her, what she turned into when she had a face and body and arms and everything, legs, she looked like, I was, even at that time, I accessed my earthly memories. And and you know that, uh, uh, I think it's Columbia Pictures, you know, the movie company, where at the beginning of the movie that's produced by the Columbia Pictures, there's that woman who looks a little bit like the Statue of Liberty holding that torch, and she's in that white uh, robe and everything. And um, That's what she looked like. Yeah, that was part of what she looked like, but not completely the way the Columbia Pictures represents it on their logo. Um, so I'm going, okay, she's like a combination between that and Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa. <laughs> so her hair color was somewhere in between, you know, kind of a darkish brown and long. And um, uh, she was just incredibly bright and incredibly loving, compassionate. She didn't really say too much. She, it was just a, the way I normally experience communication from angels is this, it's a full experience, it's a knowing, it's a feeling, it's a sense, it's you know what she's saying. You know what she's saying. And we'll talk about this more later, but at that point, she's uh, uh, being like a mother uh, with a 
delinquent child. <laughs> I'm I'm the delinquent child. Yeah, going, you know, uh, oh, you, you bad boy. <laughs> it's not your time. So she goes. The only thing, verbally, so to speak, word wise, she says, not yet. Uh, that's been my experience with angels, especially angels of this caliber, this level, higher level. They're very, they don't say a lot of words that don't need to be said. So it's just like, not yet. But the communication was far bigger than that. It was a complete communication of, it's not my time to go out and stay out. It's not my time to die, in other words. I knew that because a prior life, a prior death experience, I already made my commitment to be here to to start a whole new level of my work here. So, but uh, I felt like it was nice to check in because the experience of angel, no matter what experience I've had with angels, it's always the number one thing is always a reminder. A reminder when you experience an angel. They don't have to tell you anything. When you experience an angel, it's a reminder of God. Reminder of the totality of spirit. And and um, I definitely had that check-in. And I just felt like, yep, okay. It's all good. And yes, I'm on the right course. And she gently took me down uh, on an astral level, astral body level, and brought me back into my physical body in the ambulance. And that was when she left. Well, already our first break is coming up, so I have to change the energy a little bit to make our announcements. And we have exciting news for you with an important warning. Since <laughs> warning. Warning, warning. Warning, yes. Since this show was pre-recorded back in March, for us right now recording it, it's present time, as the COVID pandemic was necessitating border closures, travel restrictions, lockdown of many businesses, and other extraordinary mandated precautions, we did not know how long such restrictions will continue. So we are making this announcement with the hope that we'll soon be able to resume our in-person events safely But please check to see what is or is not happening at the time. Hopefully we will be able to resume our spring teaching tour in Switzerland and we'll be able to start off in Zurich on Sunday, May 17th, with Michael teaching with renowned Swiss spiritual teacher and author Annette Kaiser in Forum im Licht Impulse Day event, New Horizons Community with our Soul Sisters and Brothers. Then we head to Basel on Wednesday, May 20th, where Michael will teach an evening workshop presented by PSI, Verein and Forum im Licht on your mediumship and out-of-body experience, getting to know yourself as spirit. Then we'll be back in Zurich on Friday, May 22nd, for Michael to teach Live the Life You Love, Love the Life You Live, Psychic Guidance for Living the Miracle a fabulous evening workshop. And to top off all of our events, he'll teach his most in-depth and comprehensive weekend seminar titled 
reclaiming your abundance of joy. Heal your loving heart and seal and see your way clearly. If all goes well at the time, all our Zurich events will be presented by our good friends Wolfgang and Marianne Jaeger of Forum and Buchlangen im Licht. My Swiss German isn't so good, but hopefully you understood that. Michael will teach in English with immediate translation into German. We certainly pr- pray that global healing will allow us to have you all join us for this extraordinary series of workshops and seminars in Switzerland. If, on the other hand, it is not possible to do this in person, we will let you know if there will be alternative possibilities as soon as we know. Find out all the latest details and to sign up online at the Forum im Licht website, www.imlicht.ch, or contact Wolfgang Jaeger in German or English at forum at imlicht.ch. We'll return in a couple minutes and we'll get back to Angels, Who Are They to You? Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House Doctor Makes House Calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to Angels. Who are they to you? 
Well, to me, angels can be very many things. Protectors, guides, teachers, helpers, healers. Although the healing angels are a little bit rare, they're there. And I would like to share with you a story that I had with a particular angel that I really didn't know much about when I met him. Um, Angels can come in many forms, and I'm sure we'll be talking at some of the other shows about uh, how angels appear to us. But in this case, this angel came to me in a dream. And it was such a fascinating experience because um, this angel was a very huge angel compared to me. The way I described him was he was, oh, about 10 feet tall. So I was kind of a little five foot six, you know, not very tall next to him. And he came to me in a dream with a a definite purpose. He knew my name and said hello to me. And he said, my name is Angel Moroni. Well, actually, I heard Moroni. And I made a joke with him and said, I have a friend named, and I won't say the first name, Moroni. You know, uh, an old friend of mine that I hadn't seen in many years. And the angel just kind of glared at me. (laughs) So... Some angels are not completely amused, um, but I had a lot of amusement at that moment. And he said, look, Raphael, I want to show you something. And he took me on a tour back in time and around the world, and he showed me that he was the guardian angel who, quote, oversaw the suffering of the Jews during the Holocaust, unquote. And I know he took me other places, but that was the only part of that tour that I actually brought back with me and woke up with in the morning. So I woke up Michael and said, Michael, Michael, I met this angel Moroni. And he says, no, the the name is actually Moroni, and that is the angel of, of, of the Mormons. And he said, don't you remember we passed the Mormon church and there's that really tall golden angel this was down in los angeles area a tall golden angel on top of the mormon church and with the i think holding a trumpet i'm not sure a beautiful sculpture and i said yes i remember that and he said well that's the angel moroni moroni and i thought that was really interesting especially that it was a mormon angel and the fact that the angel had shown me something more jewish so when we, that, this was during the time Michael and I were running a psychic institute down in Anaheim, and we had these two uh, sisters that were in our institute that were both Mormons. So when they came in, I said, hey, I met this angel named Moroni in my dream, and they both blanched and, and said, really? Well, we have a story to tell you. And the story they told me was, well, when we originally opened the Institute down in Anaheim, it was in another building behind the one we were in at that time. And they said, when they came to see us the first time, they accidentally came to the second uh, place, which was we weren't to move into for another year and a half. And they said that's because um, the Mormon elders used to... uh, have their meetings in this particular suite of this building and we accidentally came here instead of to the other building and uh, so what we found out was that the building that we were in had actually been uh, worked in, prayed in, met in 
with Mormon elders who who uh, called on the angel Moroni, and I believe that that angel probably was still in our building at the time. And since since we were a psychic group and and well aware of the beings around, this being wanted to make itself known to us and give a little information. And they also informed me that um, the Mormon people, now if, if you're Mormon, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but these two ladies told me that uh, in some way you feel related to uh, the, the Jewish people, especially during the suffering times of history. And part of the 12 tribes of Israel. That's right. But um, yes, it's, it's an amazing thing when you run into and you're conscious of. There's, there's two things. It's one thing to say, okay, everybody has angels around them, but that's just a general observation. But when you get specific, oh, it's different. You know, some people, uh, I've known people who I meet, they're surrounded by angels. I mean, there's just like a host of angels surrounding them. And I go, oh, okay. Oh, for example... Uh, the first time, um, some of you probably have seen the movie uh, PGS, Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System by uh, director, film director Bill Bennett. And we've had him on a show a couple of, several times in the past. And he's, he's working on a new film on, called Beyond Fear. It's part two. He, it's a trilogy. When he initially envisioned making that uh, PGS Intuition movie, he saw it as three different movies, and the second part that he's working on now is is on going beyond fear. Very, very timely. And yet, when that movie um, on the intuition, uh, he was filming that, or he was going around interviewing people, he was led to by intuitive means. He, he didn't go do you know, the usual intellectual academic type of research and go, okay, you know, this person is a noted expert of this and that in this university and blah, 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 and all that. First, he might have done that after he found out who's he's to go interview next. But one of the things happened is he was interviewing our friend James Van Prague, uh, the great medium down in uh, LA area, and on his way out, oh, before that, uh, the night before, his wife Jennifer um, says, you know, we're in California. They're from Australia. We're in California. And since, since we're in California, can we, you know, swing by Mount Shasta? I've, I've really wanted to see and experience Mount Shasta for a long time. And Bill says, oh, you know, that's on the total opposite end of the state. And we're on a very tight schedule. So unless there's an interview that we get called to do uh, in that area, we're not going to be able to make that detour. And so, so that was the a little communication they had the evening before. And then he went down. He was in Los Angeles giving uh, James the interview. And when he finished and he was walking out the door from James's place, he got the intuition that, oh, this is the person who's going to tell me uh, the next person I should go interview. So he comes back around and says, oh, one more question, James. Uh, who shall I? Who would you recommend that I go interview next for this movie? 
And he said, James just flat out said, oh, Michael Tamora, but he's on the total opposite end of the state from here. He lives in Mount Shasta, (laughs) which is where we used to live at that time. (laughs) So Bill didn't need to hear anything else. He said, okay, he he never heard of me, of course, and and, uh, uh, but he put the two and two together. It's, it's always like that. When angels are involved in orchestrating, helping to orchestrate certain things that are meant to be, so to speak, then he, he didn't need any more explanation. He just said, okay, this is it. Last night we we're talking about Manchester. James was recommending some guy, I don't know, who lives there. So this gives us the reason to go to Manchester that we wanted to go anyway. <laughs> so he calls. The next day, he arrives and into Manchester. He calls, and I answer, which is very rare. Uh, I don't answer calls from people I don't know. As a, these days, we get so many scam calls and you know telemarketers and everything. But besides that, I, I usually don't have the uh, time to you know, call, uh, answer the phone and, and get into a conversation. But this one, once in a while, I'll get the nudge. Oh, I have to answer this call. So I answer this call, and uh, there's a man that that uh, I immediately recognize in terms of soul to soul. I knew, oh, it's like a reunion. I know this guy. But I knew he was a stranger as far as, you know, I've never physically met him in person yet. And so he starts to talk, and all I see are these big angels uh, on either side of him, uh, kind of surrounding him. And and uh, I get, oh, yeah, this is why I had to pick up the phone. We have to have this reunion. We have to get together. And I didn't really care what he was calling about. I knew we had to get together. So I said, okay. Uh, uh, he starts talking about, you know, I'm a film director and blah, blah, and I'd like to, I'm making this kind of a film and I'd like to interview. I said, just come on over and and uh, we'll talk about it. Oh, I, I might have said that even before he explained what he wanted. And he said, well, don't you want to know? why I'm calling you. <laughs> I said, sure, if you want to tell me, but I don't need to. It's already, you know, we need to talk. So he came over and and the main, he asked me, you know, how did you know? Uh, how, what made you decide to just invite a total stranger into your home uh, just because he said hello on the phone? And I said, well, because I already know you from previous lifetimes and you're flanked by these big angels, and they're, you know, I'm not one to, to <laughs> say, okay, sorry, angels, you know, I'm not going to listen to you guys. <laughs> so I said, okay, that's good enough. Just being a, a friend from a past life is good enough, but when you have these big angels going, okay, this is important, we got to do this thing, I always listen. So angels show up in those kind of levels where it's not, my angels, so to speak, uh, it's someone else's angels. And, and uh, uh, in fact, uh, my very first meeting with James was similar in reverse. I opened the door to the, to the uh, hotel room, 
that he was knocking on. And, and the first thing he said later was he saw the big angels uh, flanking me. And he said, okay, I knew, now I know why I had to go see this guy. So it's these, this is one of the things in my experience of angels is, is uh, uh, it's, it's a little different than spirit guides guiding you on your path. Angels come in on certain assignments. Well, essentially, like some religions call angels God's messengers. I can go along with that very much because essentially the kind of guidance I've received from angels are, are like the ones that I just explained, described. It's, it's a type of guidance, but it's more like a, Here's the message for this situation. You need to see this person. But it's not they're doing this for your whole spiritual growth process and path. No, they're, they're special delivery. <laughs> on, they're, they're like the special delivery on Valentine's and Easter <laughs> and Christmas or something like that. It's a, uh, as needed, certain special messages. And... Sometimes the messages are given uh, like you hear about, you know, the angel comes to announce, blah, 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 blah. Well, I actually have one like that. Ah. Is, is one of my students years ago told me that uh, she had a very similar experience to what Mother Mary supposedly experienced before she knew she was pregnant with Jesus. And that was an, a big male angel came to her just after she stepped out of the shower one morning with a towel wrapped around her <laughs> and told her she was pregnant with a son and to get ready for it. And she did. She could hardly believe her eyes and her ears, she told me. Mm. But, of course, he, uh, in these modern days, we can run out and get a pregnancy test and find out right away, and she did, and she was, and, of course, it was a son. So that that's one of the... Um, things that angels are to us is sometimes they herald to us. That's mm-hmm. the heralding angel, the one who brings us news that's sort of important for us to know. And I never followed up years later on this woman and what her son was all about, but it was important for her to know this baby yes. was coming. So, oh, heralding angel. I always thought herald was the name of an angel. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old-fashioned word meaning announcement. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, I wonder if there's an angel named Harold. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> but it's it's always some kind of a message. And like I was mentioning earlier, my experience with angels is always, in some way, it's always getting you back into alignment, reminding you of spirit in general, but God in specific. And, oh, yeah, you know, it's, we, we get buried in the busyness of every day, especially these days in life. We're just so many things going on, and we got to take care of this and that and this and that. And, and so what we uh, forget so often, the angels often show up and go, remember, remember, you know, you're here for a purpose. Remember, and that purpose is what we call spiritual growth and learning. And it's a way home, back to where you really come from. Well, our second break is coming right up. 
And if you haven't read Michael's award-winning book, You Are the Answer, it's available from Amazon as well as through our office. Also, you can call our office to purchase the edited and mastered teleclasses, teleclass courses, all-day seminars, and retreats as MP3 downloads. You can find many of the titles and descriptions by clicking on the Download Audio tab in the Events section of our website, which is michaeltamora.com, or by calling our office and speaking with our wonderful assistant, Noel at one 926 When we return, we'll continue our exploration of angels. Who are they to you? See you in a couple minutes. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Take a closer look at yourself in the present. Your body has its own GPS system designed to help you follow your intuition, align your thoughts, and set your own course. Host Dee Lee is here to be your external guide to this discovery. Take a break, a mindful space to pause, and help bring forth the balance that your life deserves. Listen live for Mindful Space to Pause every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Put something special into your weekend. Listen to Living Your Limitless Life with host Carol Deshane, the founder of Connect to Joy. You can transform your life with new ways of looking at joy, peace, freedom, and prosperity, as well as guided meditations and visualizations. It's time to break free from your limitations and create the best vision of your life. What better time than the weekend or right now on demand? Living Your Limitless Life can be heard Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Noon Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. We're exploring today about angels. Who are they to you? Well, there's another angel I love working with. And that's the angel Gabriel. Angel Gabriel works with me when I'm writing or having anything to do with the media. 
And because that's part of my job between Michael and me and our business, um, I'm involved in the media an awful lot. And I'm talking about doing the newsletters and letting people, I'm the heralding angel between the <laughs> <Yes>. two of <laughs> us, letting people know what we're doing and so that uh, you guys know out there. And the Archangel Gabriel is very interesting because the way she works, I'm going to call Gabriel she, although oftentimes Gabriel is depicted as a he, but angels don't really have any... uh, They're gender neutral. They're gender neutral. (laughs) So in this world, they're probably a lot more um, acceptable in that sense. But anyway, um, Archangel Gabriel is relentless in reminding, reminding, reminding. That's one of the things Michael was talking about earlier, is angels are good reminders when you have something important to fulfill or to do. And for me, for instance, it's I'm writing my book about my dog and her reincarnations uh, back to me three times, and I'm having a great time writing it. But when I end up being busy, busy, busy with a lot of other things, she starts to come in and pester me in a, in a very nice way. But, hey, you need to get this book done. And I hear her every time. So it's really good. You know, I feel very supported. So angels are really good supporters as well. Yeah. And again, that heralding, the messages, reminders, that's that's uh, looks like, you know, Raphael's experiences are all along those lines too, like I have. And this is also why so many people are greeted by some kind of an angel on their exit from this world at their death experience or even when they are in a coma in a hospital or even under anesthesia during surgery. Well, when I was going out of my body in the last surgery I had, you know, after the uh, the anesthesiologist says, okay, uh, I want you to count from 100 backwards, and, and I think I got to... 99 (laughs) because I was already before the gas started to come in I was already out because I'm ready to go and the funny thing is I was met by an angel of a different kind of a breed (laughs) a furry angel I knew she was going to be there but it was so great you know you hear all these stories about people who have died and and come back to tell about it and they say, oh, I was met by my uh, beloved grandmother or I was met by Jesus or I was met by, you know, someone. And in my case, <laughs> the first greeting committee was my uh, angel in fur and four-legged, uh, Shanti, the great Pyrenees, who died, what was about? A year and a half. A year early. and a half earlier. And so we had this, it was just a great welcoming and it's a great Reminder again, even though she's not an angel angel, uh, to me she was an angel. And in, on earth she was an angel. But our communication with each other, even when she was in her body, in the physical, is very, uh, not exactly, but very similar to the communication I have and my experience I have with angels. Because animals communicate in this, what would you say, complete level of communication, spirit to spirit, without, generally without words. Once in a while, you know, there's animals that learn a few human words and they throw it back at you. <laughs> but mostly their communication is complete. It's, it's like, it's, it's not pictures. 
it's there's some pictures too, but also it's this whole energy full experience, uh, surround sound experience mm-hmm. of you know when when you have received the communication, you know exactly what they're saying, and but it's hard to put into words because words are small. You know that's what I find is words are like little containers, and in the human. Uh, experience of communication with one another, so many people end up being so tied to the little containers that they miss most of the rest of the communication that's happening between that person and the other person. With a dog, and especially with someone, a dog like Shanti, the experience is very expansive. And so it could be as simple as what I would translate as, oh, you know, scratch my ear <laughs> or rub my tummy, but it's not like rub my tummy. It's this, I'm here, and we're together. And it's, you know, that experience you have with a loved one where you see each other and you just want to hug them. It's, it's, it's a whole experience. They don't have to say, hug me. You know, it's, it's right there. It's the whole thing. And it's not some technical feat that you have to do uh it's you can't not do it and and it's way more than the hugging it's just a complete coming together of two souls uh communicating with each other and then after in that same experience under anesthesia and i'm out the right after i experienced this reunion with with the chanti greeting me to this more spiritual realms Wayne, a friend of ours who died uh, three days before Shanti did, um, was next in line. <laughs> so we yes. had our... Wayne Peterson, author of Extraordinary Times, Extraordinary Beings. Yeah. A really amazing book, by the yes. way. Yes, and an amazing being. And so we had this great reunion, too. And after that, it was my teacher, Louis Bostwick, who was my teacher for, you know, many years in the physical body 20 years or so and uh, he's the one who got me really taught me all of the steps to being able to have what I'm here for and so it was just a one two three fanfare Uh, it was like homecoming but the whole experience again is oh yeah reminder of spirit reminder of God in the fullness of experience that that's a little more difficult sometimes to have in the physical body. But when you're out, there's no physical body, there's no limits, and it's just, boom, nothing's obscuring this experience. And then from there, uh, another master of wisdom who orchestrated a lot of this comes out from like behind the door number three <laughs> or four, and, and he says, okay, are you ready? And I, Okay, we're all ready. We all go. And and then different ones went different ways at certain points, but Shanti went on her way. Uh, but then the rest of us went up these, uh, like a stairway to heaven, literally stairway to heaven, next level and next level and next level until we get to a very fine, higher level of existence. And... The reminder of angels is that angels 
are spirit, who are continuously in contact with the Holy Spirit, the dynamic power of God in this world and beyond. So angels never waver. So this experience with uh, spirit master, uh, master wisdom and, and my beloved friends and teacher and everybody, dog, in spirit, all, they're just totally in spirit. So there didn't need to be uh, an angel there heralding anything. It was already there. But when the angels come into contact, and that's the thing where uh, it's so pure, 100%. There's no wavering. With a human, there's a choice. Even humans that are no longer wavering between God spirit and and the ego the body and things like that the world even those who have transcended all that they still have a choice they can choose to go the other way and they can choose to ignore god none of them will but you know they can do that of course those human souls who are not there yet who have not finished who have not gotten their full enlightenment huh, that that's where we need the uh, reminders and just contacting the angel is a reminder they don't have to tell you anything because they give you nothing but the holy nothing but the divine right there's no alter alternative options <laughs> So angels become natural messengers for God and the Holy Spirit and serve to be the consistent connection and line to God. Any experience of an angel will give us a clear reminder of God or our ultimate spiritual beingness and home. So when the angel that brought Michael back to his body in the ambulance uh, bemusedly told him, not yet, um, that he was not to be going back to spirit, he was getting a complete reminder of the experience of allness, of limitless compassion and power. It was a touch-in with eternity that I can bring back into, that he could bring back into his worldly experience. Unlike the first time he died and was welcomed home and told that he was done with his incarnation unless he chose to renew his contract, his second near-death experience he knew he was under a new contract to return here to earth and fulfill much more than he could. I wonder if there's, you know, legal angels <laughs> who deal with the contracts. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, and during my third near-death experience, I experienced a whole different level of angelic consciousness in the closest contact with God, right? I mean, it, there's no distance, there's no time there's no sequence at that level it's just but to describe it i can say i'd have to say it's the closest right around god the the holy of holies so to speak and that's where i experience what seems someone in in the bible reference and some other places scriptures of other religions i think have reference to this type of angel, mammoth, I mean, so huge, and it does look like they have multiple wings. 
and it's and multiple many many eyes and but it's it's energy it's a type of energy and type of consciousness seeing all and i was surrounded by that until i turned around to the go back come back here more the very uh ways to uh get back and then i'm overseeing tens maybe hundreds of thousands of angels more what would you call it regular angels just sea of angels guarding this space well it's not guarding but it's it's maintaining this purity maintaining this innocence maintaining this direct experience directness of god and um on the way on the other side of it is the beginning of the path back here uh so i went through various things past the angels to start coming back here and um amazing experience <laughs> so you see why a lot of times people that get that close to the higher less levels of the celestial planes have a really hard time talking about it so for those of you who haven't had a near death experience angels also have a lot of other different jobs. And I remember one time um, somebody told me a story that ended up happening to me as well a number of years later. So I'd like to share that with you. And that is um, I was getting on an airplane. And uh, as I was getting on, right next to the doorway, you know, I'm getting my rolly bag and everything. And there was this angel standing by the door of the airplane. And he was saying to everyone, it's all going to be all right. It's all going to be all right. It's all going to be all right. And that scared me a little bit because <laughs> that meant something was going to happen, but it was going to be all right. So it was, uh, of course, I'm not going to stand up in the airplane and say, hey, everybody, something's going to happen. <laughs> but I knew it was. And it did. We hit some very, very difficult tur- turbulence, and it was a difficult landing for the airplane, but we did make it. And um, I was very happy for that. So that's a fairly common thing, and it's, it's very helpful to be a clairvoyant um, mm-hmm. so that you can pick up on these things and have your certainty about it. All right, then. So we're at the end of our show. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed it, and it helped you expand your awareness and understanding of angels. We welcome you to tune in again next Wednesday for our show types of angels now you see them now you don't we'll explore the different ways we experience angels and about the various kinds of angels there are here in this world and beyond make sure to check out our website events listing for all our upcoming teleclasses workshops and seminar weekends any questions about any of our events you can call our office at 530-926-2650 until then Be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.